and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. Today, we have a Netflix 123rd film. It's the 2018 Christmas comedy, The Christmas Chronicles, directed by Clay Cadis. stars Kurt Russell, Judah Lewis, Darby Camp, Lamorne Morris, Kimberly Williams-Paisley, and Oliver Hudson. I'm Jesse, and I'm here with MJ. How are you? I'm good, mate. And I love the fact that we have somehow, by absolute chance, landed with Christmas movies at Christmas time. Because if you do listen to the podcast, you know that we literally go through every Netflix original film in the order that it was released. Uh, and we do one a week. And we've been doing that since we started 123 episodes ago. And we've got these Christmas movies at Christmas time. And it's exactly what I need. Yes, I think it's a perfect, perfect way to start this one because I think the way we're going at the moment, we might even have a couple of our Christmas ones heading into the new year. But uh, it's a uh, it's a perfect time to be to be watching these these films, especially this one. Well, you can't really watch it any other time. I think we had that one a little bit in the holiday calendar, which probably was still like November, wasn't it? But it just felt a little bit early. I felt like I wasn't quite there yet. But mate, when you're watching Kurt Russell as Santa Claus, you know, a week week and a half before Christmas or whatever. Um, it's it's exactly what the doctor ordered. Good. Well, let's let's start with our fast flicks. We do a quick little summary of the film. Start us for yours for the Christmas Chronicles. Yeah, so a brother and sister discover Santa on Christmas Eve and after accidentally crashing his sleigh, they need to team up with St. Nick to try and save Christmas before morning comes. Lovely. Um, I've, I've just said Santa may need some help delivering gifts and messages very nice all right uh both saying the same film which is good i don't think there's uh there is the christmas chronicles 2 which uh has recently come out this year but as you mentioned we're a couple of years behind um in, in our uh, netflix original uh catalog that we're going through so we'll get there eventually um what have we got we've got fast oh i guess we've done our fast week so time for the history what is some, what's some info that you found out about this one Yeah, look, not a terribly exciting story as to how we got to this point, but the script for this film was was once titled 1224, which is the Christmas Eve date, um, written by Matt Lieberman, who also wrote the stop-motion animated version of The Addams Family uh, quite recently. Um, so the script was based on an original idea by David Guggenheim, uh, who's the creator of the TV show Designated Survivor. Uh, and then basically it got announced that so this was all sort of happening behind closed doors and December, 2017, uh, we knew that Chris Columbus was on board to produce it. Um, when Netflix announced it, uh, from the, from the outset, so that was December, 2017. And we also got the announcement that Kurt Russell was on board to star as Santa. And basically Netflix was beating their chest about this new Christmas movie that they had with Kurt Russell, Produced by Chris Columbus, how good is this going to be? Uh, so then principal photography began only a month later in January. Uh, that was filmed in Toronto and Ontario. Uh, the film basically, despite the fact that it was set in Lowell, Massachusetts, Chicago, all that kind of stuff. Um, but then it released on Netflix on the 22nd of November 2018. And I, I can't really figure out much that happened between the fact that they announced it, filmed it and got it out there. Uh, and and everyone seemed to to really jump on it. So Netflix reported that the film was streamed by 20 million households over its first week of release. Now, we know we take Netflix stats with a little bit of a grain of salt because 
they uh, they hold it close to their chest. And when things are going badly, they don't say anything. When things are going good, they tell you that the whole world's watching it. Like when Bird Box had 400,000 million people watch the first three three minutes of it or something and they let mm-hmm. everyone know about it. So that's kind of the, the story about how Christmas Chronicles came to our screens. There's a few other little facts, but um, I'll hand over to you, see if you've got anything. Yeah, I've just uh, got the, the little facts, I guess, about some of the things in this one with... Um... I've got my translation. There's only one um, one title in another country that, that stood out to me, and this was for Italy, where it was called Someone Save Christmas. I like that title. That was a, that was a cool little title. Um, because Christmas Chronicles, I, like I mean, yeah, I, I, I guess there is a second one, but uh, I guess, yeah, it, it doesn't really give a lot of um, context behind what the film's actually about, I guess. Um, no, you're right. The, well, the couple, I guess a couple of things just about people in this one, the... And, and this one I, I picked up on where uh, there's there's a scene where Santa's playing um, in a, playing with a band and um, one of the the players, little Steven, he's, he plays with Bruce Springsteen um, in the E Street Band. So that was, um, I picked him up and I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, but that he hadn't some actual <laughs> musicians play with him. That was nice. Uh, there's a lot of relatives with Kurt Russell in this film. Um, yeah. Quite a lot. <laughs> quite a lot. I think he's just got everyone on board, every grandchild, every nephew, every niece um, that he could possibly get in, which is which is a nice little family affair, I guess. And what else? Oh, the, there's a scene where there's this uh, mention of this Mickey Mantle um, rookie card. And I think there was, a, there was a stat there that said, like, that card sold for $2.88 million in 2018. So just adds to a bit of the the, the hilarity of that scene of, of it being ripped up. Um, spoiler alert. I am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> true. I'm a, I, as a hobby, I do collect sports cards, mainly AFL being Australian. And uh, my heart kind of crumbled. Having no idea who Mickey Mantle is, <laughs> but I have no doubt that his rookie card was worth a lot. Uh, my heart crumbled when she ripped up that card. <laughs> it was awful. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned, yeah, I think this on, on the line, it said this came out in Canada over a year later which I thought was a little bit interesting. I'm not sure whether that was something to do with it being filmed in Canada and, and they want, I don't know. I don't know, but it said it didn't come out till December, 2019 in Canada, which uh, Mm. a little bit later, the film was nominated for two awards. Uh, The motion pictures sound editors, USA was nominated for outstanding achievement in sound editing. And also, also at the, another Canadian award for best costume design in a contemporary film, which uh, wraps me up pretty much. I haven't got anything else. What have you got? The only other fun little fact, and when I say fun little fact, I'm talking about the little trivia section on IMDb that gives us a few little bits and pieces. I like the fact that at one point, Santa refers to having flown over Lakeshore Drive and in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, and Kurt Russell plays Star-Lord's dad in that, Lakeshore Drive uh, basically plays near the beginning of the movie. I kind of like that little link. Uh, Certainly didn't pick it up, but I liked reading it afterwards because I'm a big fan of Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Yes, me too. Uh, I had a percentage match for this one, which I haven't had in a while. Yeah. Did you? Did you have one? Mate, did I have one? It what was ninety-seven percent. <laughs> Guess what? I had exactly the same. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I had ninety-seven percent, uh, which I was like quite surprised with. I was like, oh, ninety-seven percent for a, a family friendly film i'm guessing that's where i've got that match from not from the the christmas side of things i think but uh yeah very high very very high unless they're being cheeky in december and making everyone match really high with all their christmas movies possibly yeah you might want to watch it so um yeah 97 i was i was very surprised so high um 
consensus time. What, what can we find out about what people have said about this one? Pretty good. Uh, sorry, you know what? It, it is it is really positive considering it is a Christmas movie that generally can get you know kicked in the can a little bit. So it's a really solid seven point one out of ten on IMDb. Fifty two and a half thousand ratings on that. So that's a big one for Netflix. Um, Letterbox is not as high, but it's still a three out of five. Uh, twenty six and a half thousand ratings, giving it that three and three out of five. So still really good. We see a lot of. Um, Christmas movies a little bit lower than you'd expect, even though people are just happy to watch them. But there's no surprise that they made a sequel for this one. I reckon it sort of tells you about this time of year too, because I, I reckon I got my numbers a couple of days after you. Um, and the IMDb <laughs> numbers have already, they're already over 53,500. So another 1,000 people have watched another this, thousand this on IMDb in the last few days, uh, same as Letterboxd. So yeah, this time of year um, would definitely be a, you know, people are going to watch this every year on Netflix. Um, oh, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes had it at 67% on 58 reviews, so a little bit lower. Um, it's still fresh, no consensus, but the audience had it a bit higher at 77%, which sits in um, around with what the audiences were saying on some of the others. And right. that would lead us into our thoughts or our early thoughts on this one. What What are your early thoughts for this? Yeah, look, not really surprisingly, this one kicked a lot of goals for me. Uh, I think introducing an engaging and charismatic Santa Claus just opened doors for them as a film. Um, let's be honest, Santa is the face of Christmas. And with Santa Claus, you can bring out the magic and the spirit, but you also get to dial up the corny and it still kind of works a little bit because it's Santa Claus. Um, I, thought it, I thought it was a punchy enough kind of movie being just this one night adventure uh, about one of my favorite times of the year. But then it was good because it was digging a little bit deeper into the fun mystery of Santa and never really going, you know, a minute without feeling very Christmassy. So I also think that I just, I loved the idea of saving Christmas in like its truest, most magical form, not the idea of like, hey, we've got to save Christmas from my family because, you know, I need to fall in love or my parents are fighting. No, like saving Christmas as a whole if what you believe in Christmas as a child, that's, that's what they're trying to save. And I really like that. So yeah, this, this movie was good. <laughs> yeah. Um, massive surprise. I like this as well. Uh, I thought, yes. I thought uh, there's, there really is enough in this for me to be like, this is a great film. Uh, maybe it's just because it's the time of the year, but it sat so right with me. Um, and all those things that you've mentioned about the idea of, you know, the family and, and, you know, people overcoming this, not necessarily negativity, but but they, these little challenges that make Christmas a tough time for so many people at times. And I just really liked the way they they dealt with that in this film. Um, so big thumbs up for me. Yes, I'm so happy, Jesse. <laughs> Good. Well, this is uh, this is the time for you to shine and talk about some characters um, in this one. It, I, I didn't. There's not a lot really that you can focus on in this, but um, I think the ones that we can we can probably say some nice things about. For sure, and I, what I probably did this a lot more on reflection um that the characters do symbolize so much of what we know about christmas and and our own ideas and relationships with christmas and they're all done quite separately but like bear with me with that overall thought but um i want to start with santa claus because Santa Claus, but <laughs> um, <laughs> you know we, we've seen Santa in in every second Christmas movie, right? But I just I love that this Santa had a bit of pizzazz and personality, 
but he still felt like that fundamental Santa that we all know and love and that idea of unleashing him into the world and let's just see what happens uh, with Santa having to deal with the commoners. Um, Cause it, there's a, there's a comfort to him always feeling in control, but he does give you these glimpses of humanity where things could go wrong and, and it kind of makes it fun, but ultimately he's, he's really safely guiding you through this entire story. And that's, that's just really nice. Yeah. I, you said it really well. I, I like that they tried to set it up as a different take on Santa where, you know, he's not as fat. He doesn't do the ho, ho, ho. He's got this magical hat. They're sort of like, oh, they're building these new myths about Santa. But then at the end, they bring it all back and go, no, no, no. Santa is still Santa. Mm. And I really liked it that they they use those things to sort of keep you engaged and, and keep you going, going, this is cool. This is cool. And then at the end, it's like, no, no, mm. that doesn't matter. We don't need those gimmicks. We don't need anything different. We, we know what this character is and what this character brings. And I think that ties in with everything that you've said as well, that you, you were there for that ride with him. Um, uh, yeah, that, yeah, I thought they, they did a really good job with him. And I think Kurt Russell uh, is a perfect, perfect person for that. Yeah, I agree. That's, uh, that's a really good point as well. They kind of tried to make it feel like it wasn't the Santa you knew, but it was the Santa you knew. And they made it fun and interesting. So it wasn't, you know, dull. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Kate next. So Kate's really the heartbeat of the story. That idea of clinging on to Christmas with everything that she has. Because for her, there's, there's just a, not a lot else good going on in her life and i think as adults we can and i'm not saying this film was was targeted at adults but this is my perspective of the film i think adults can very much enjoy this film so we really cling on to that feeling you know trying to wind it back to when christmas was completely magical and and remembering that feeling that you had as a kid and and as an adult now you try as hard as you can to recreate it um and what's even more clever about that is it's half the reason why we're watching Christmas movies in the first place because we want to recapture that feeling and that spirit. And and for me watching this film, Kate was kind of like my little spirit animal in this whole adventure. I, I was like, I was just like you, Kate. And I think every year I, I want to still be able to recapture every little piece of me that was like that when I was a kid. So that was really special. Yeah, um, there's there's not a lot more. It's it's the character that never lost faith in Christmas. It's the one that was that constant, that depended on it. And I appreciated that this could have been one of those really annoying kid actors or one of those really annoying kid characters that's over the top, um, super annoying, you know, um, using high-pitched tone, all that sort of stuff that you, you sometimes see in these types of films. And mm. I really liked the way that they didn't, that, that she was pretty grounded um, and she was that stable that the stable person for a brother and for a mother as well. And I thought that they, they did that really well through her character. Yeah. So despite the fact that she is all into this magic and spirit, she is, as you said, she's really grounded in reality and she knows what's going on, but doesn't mean she doesn't want to create the magic still. And that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I guess Teddy, we go with next. Um, and it's like the opposite of the, of Kate. It's the, the one that needs to refine that or reconnect with that belief or um, find the faith and I think that to me, the the biggest thing was this, the death of the father that that's impacted him so much. And, you know, that they'd make a few comments about turning to this life of crime or, you know, that possibility of if you keep following this path that you're following now, it's, it's not going to end in a positive way. And I like that they use Christmas as a way of turning that around. And and I think that at times it's nice to see that in films and, and in stories where, where Christmas can be a time where people can go, okay, you know, let's put our differences aside. Mm we need to say, you know, there's a family member we haven't seen in a long time. Let, let's invite them for lunch. Let's, let's, let's 
bring mm. people back together. And that can be that, that starting point for change or that starting point to, um, to reconnect or, or change attitudes. And, and I liked the way that they did that through him. It wasn't too, it wasn't too in your face sometimes, which can happen in Christmas movies. Mm. Yeah, no, you're right. And, and I think if, if Kate was like the heartbeat and, and, you know, that reimagination of our childhood as an audience, Teddy was kind of that teenage version where Christmas, you know, lost its sparkle just a little bit. And and personally, I never really went through this phase, but we, we still all know it where you get a little bit older and Christmas loses its zest a bit. And that's exactly where he was at. And that's exactly where people look at him when they're watching the film. But I mean, as you said, his story was a classic, right? He's, he's hurting internally and he's acting out because of it. He's distancing himself from the people he cares about. But deep down, he's still a kid. Uh, and he's still the kid who wrote a letter to Santa because he couldn't talk about the issues that he had. And look, I don't know if I love that message that uh, he wrote to Santa instead of really talking to someone in his life, probably his mum, about what's going on. But I, I get where the story's going with Santa and the Christmas magic and you can sort of see where they're coming from. But again, that, that, idea despite the fact that he's got the added weight of having lost his father and really struggling with that grief of it that idea of losing the christmas spirit as a teenager because you don't want that part of your life anymore is so normal too and they've captured it so well with him perfect perfectly said um is there anyone else that you wanted to discuss I just wanted to mention the policeman i can't actually remember his name but the main policeman that sort of arrested him i think i think it was dave Dave, yeah, there you go. So if we've got the kid version, the teenage version, I'm, I'm seeing the policeman as kind of like the adult version uh, where Christmas is less about the magic and the presence and it's more a time to be reflective and, and realise what you truly want in your life and showing us that Santa's magic and, and, and maybe Santa in a real sense is about how we choose to make Christmas whatever we want it to be. That magic is is far-reaching and more than the idea of a present under the tree. And, you know, they could have completely left out this character and the movie still works fine. But I I like the fact that they made the effort to talk about this is someone else who needs a little bit of Christmas magic uh, this time of year and Santa's here to to deliver that for him as well. It It was really cool. Yeah, I don't know. I've I've got him in my scenes later on because I I did enjoy uh, moments with him. So, yeah, nicely put. The director, Clay Cadis. I thought Mm. it was the the filmography was quite interesting. Animation is obviously uh, where a lot of the work's been done. The only other directing credit was for the Angry Birds movie, uh, which uh, was a complete and utter uh, bomb and disaster (laughs) of of a film. But, uh, you know, done work on uh, Frozen, Wreck-It Ralph, Tangled Bolt, a lot of Disney work, which I thought was quite cool. Yeah, it looks like he's been around the industry since like the early to mid-90s. So uh, a lot of animation stuff as an animator. Um, But yeah, he he seems to get it, right? He's he's, he's done a great job on this considering it's not an animated film. There's obviously Mm -hmm. a lot of carryover skills that he can bring to it, but uh, well done. Yeah, gets how to do the the, that gist of that family story, uh, I think would be a good thing to say. Mm, True. Scene time. What are some ones that you enjoyed in this? Yeah, right. So from the moment they've kind of found Santa to when they crashed his sleigh, that whole thing was a really exhilarating ride. I just loved it. Um, and and that obviously goes into the idea of saving Christmas. And when we realise, okay, this movie is about saving Christmas, as I said, in its truest, most magical form, that whole sequence was 
was just brilliant. And that's when I really kind of felt like this movie was going to be right up my alley. And that ties into the the introduction to Santa, which I thought was great too, that that charisma that he gives off straight away and his personality, that staunch belief that he has in the magic of Christmas and, you know, how he knows everybody's name and what they do. Like, it's just normal for him. Like, everyone should just know that he is Santa Claus. Uh, it all worked really well for me there. Um, the next scene I've got, I, I loved it when when Kate found the reindeer and, and then the reindeer kind of escaping the cops again, just that little bit of a thrill ride that you go on. But it started off with the reindeer and they, were, they, looked, they looked incredible. It was so good to see proper proper i don't know <laughs> inverted commas reindeer on the screen i thought it was awesome so another really nice scene um and then i get, then i kind of jumped to near the end where they're obviously santa's running out of time to deliver all the presents and i just really got the feels when all the elves came out to help and they were delivering all the presents for him and here i am just sitting at home on my my, my screen with lights off i've got my christmas tree in the corner of my room with the christmas tree lights on and i'm just watching santa and the elves deliver presents like it was it was exactly what i wanted to get out of my christmas <laughs> movie experience um so that was nice and then the the, ver- the final scene with uh with mum coming home and the house was all decked out and you kind of remember the, the basic of what Christmas is all about. We've gone through the magical journey um, and, and the, the fun, exciting journey of Christmas and Santa, but we, you know, we, we reel it right back to why they're doing this in the first place, because it's about family and being together and, and being there for each other. And this situation, their family had been through a lot. So uh, yeah, that worked really well for me too. Yeah. It's a nice way to end the film. Um, just the, the, the two waiting outside and the mum arriving home perfectly the right time for <laughs> that. I was just out the front. I thought whilst they were was, hugging, whilst they were hugging. Yeah. And she'd already made it, yeah, made that comment early on. So that was quite nice. Um, I, th- I really like the setup at the start. I thought the, the montage with uh, all the VHS tapes mm. with the previous years of the Christmases with the dad, it, it set up a really meaningful way of the dad being not there anymore without it being too traumatic if there were younger kids watching this film. And I, I really like the way that they, they did that in a meaningful way and, and it didn't have to be, um, you know, graphic or violent or anything like that. Like some films would, would take that road and mm. you know, try to make it a big catastrophic event. Whereas it was just a, you know, they made mention as to how he died throughout later on, but it was just a nice way of starting the film without, um, yeah, without a, a, a having to take up too much of the screen. Um, yeah, you're right. And it also sets up the importance of this time of year for this family too. Mm, yes, definitely. Um, that restaurant scene where Santa goes in and I mentioned this before with the, the Mickey Mantle um, <laughs> baseball card for the car, the, just him going talking to people in different languages and, and knowing their name and stuff. I just, and just the reactions from a lot of it. I thought that was excellent. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, and just, just set up a little bit of what this Santa's like because we see that later on um, when he ends up in the the cop shop. Um, and like you mentioned before with Dave and, and trying to get him together with this girl and the song in the, in, in the cell. And it was just a, it was cool banter between the two. I thought that was really well done while we're still seeing what the kids are up to trying to save Christmas in, in another mm. way as well. So that was really nice. Uh, it's nice to see that Santa's bemused by the fact that people don't know he's Santa. Like, it's not like he, he, he he's just expecting everyone to be like, eh, it's me kind of thing. And, and they stick with that. And that's, I mean, that's part of the shtick of this Santa Claus and it works really well. Yeah. I've, uh, and the last thing I've got is that, that scene out the front of the church where the two siblings sit down and discuss the dad um, about, you know, uh, Teddy not, not, you know, not being a disappointment and being a bad brother and wanting to change. And that was just a nice little turning point with just the two there, the snow 
outside the church. It was just perfectly placed in the middle of the film to, to progress and keep going. So yeah, lots of nice little bits that were both mentioned, I think. For sure. Anything that you want to forget? Not a lot, but it, it bothered me at the start. I thought Teddy was too rude to his sister for what this film is. Um, you know, surely you wouldn't treat her like this if your dad had recently passed away. And I think the line that really got me is when he wanted to hang out with his friends instead of her, he said, at least my friends aren't boring slugs like you. It, it, I think I get the point they were trying to show where Teddy was at. I think they just went a little bit overboard with it. It was kind of losing me at the start. So I would have checked that one a little bit. Yeah, calling her, um, calling her, calling her a slug um, when he's robbing cars. I think he'd probably be calling her something a little bit different. <laughs> it's a good point. It's a good point. So the whole scene inside, like the North Pole slash Santa's sack, was a bit drawn out for me. I think it looked cool, and I'll give it credit for that. But the whole true believer thing didn't stand out too much to me. I think it was a little bit too in your face. Um, and I didn't, I didn't necessarily need it to understand that, yeah, I'm, I'm well aware that Teddy isn't a true believer, but we can work on that. And I'm well aware that she is a true believer, but, you know, we'll be right. Um, I know you kind of mentioned this before. I don't know about rocking out in the jail cell. I think it was fun, <laughs> but I was just kind of waiting to see what the kids are up to during that time. It was, it was, didn't dislike it, but, you know, didn't really need it either. I like that they cut backwards and forwards. So it wasn't like a full song. So it sort of broke True. up a little bit. But that I, was a fear. I, I, I was definitely I worried about it. Yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, yeah, the book, the whole book idea and having the whole family tree and every other family member that they've ever had in this family <laughs> tree of believers. Yeah, it was a bit too much. And the elves. I, yeah. I and I've, I've seen, I saw when I logged onto Netflix the other day, the you know, when it auto plays the trailer of the top thing. So the Christmas Chronicle 2 trailer mm -hmm. started playing. And then the first thing, like I usually try and skim through quickly, but the thing that popped up first was the elves are in the second one again. I'm like, oh, they're probably my least favorite part of this. Um, you can just, tell that they were really hoping they'd pick up like a minion or something like that. And they'd really, yeah. people would just click, cling onto them. But nah, they were pretty forgettable. Yeah, I agree. All right, good. Yeah, that, the elves are the only other thing I had. So what's yeah, uh, what's this one trying to say? What are some themes or some ideas? Well, this is, uh, I think this is the idea that Christmas is what you make of it. Um, and, and Santa Claus is the symbolism of that. And what he's trying to tell everyone is not that I'm going to give you a present or I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. It, 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 it just, and this probably hits me the most with that policeman. It's like, you know, just give her a call or this is what you want to do. Christmas is a time of year that, if you don't want to do anything, then you don't have to do anything. Christmas is nothing, but this is, so this is, I'm a big Christmas fan, as you know, my philosophy for Christmas is that Christmas is what you make of it. And when people say like, oh, why do you bother with Christmas? It's just, you know, a marketing scheme. So people can sell lots of, uh, so it's like retail can sell lots of stuff during this time of year. And it's like, well, that's, you know, that's probably very, very true, but Christmas can be anything that you want it to be. If you want to make it a big thing about family, if you want to make it a big thing about gift giving, if you want to make it a thing about reflection, you do that. And that's what I love about Christmas is it, it is what everyone wants it to be. And I, I think this film does capture that well, alongside the, the idea of the magic of Christmas and that idea that if you believe in it, then that's that's great. Then believe in it and enjoy it and, and have fun with it. Um, and, and that's pretty damn special. And then you got the idea of family and, trying to stay tight through moments of grief. But I think this film better than most Christmas films I've seen really captures that, that idea of Christmas that really resonates with me. 
Yeah, there's no. I think it's a pretty, um, pretty obvious thing, and there's not much else I can add to it because you've put it very nicely. That that believing in whatever you want to believe in, and having that time of the year where you can spend it with your family, or follow traditions or whatever it is that you do as a family, then that that is okay. Um, <laughs> there was a little bit too about this idea, and I don't know whether they just chucked this in, but. I think they said a, a, their surname, the family surname was Pierce, I think. And they said a Pierce always sees mm. it through. And I'm not mm. sure w- whether um, they needed Santa to see that or, or what it was, but uh, as kids, they seem pretty confident in themselves and in what they want to do. And I don't know whether it's because of this idea of Christmas as well, but they, they seem to, um, you know, they're, they're strong kids that will accomplish what, whatever they want to accomplish. If they want to change and, and change from bad to good, if they want to keep, you know, reinforcing this idea of family and Christmas, then they'll, they'll go with that. So I think, um, yeah, just a nice little, little story about this, this idea of, of believing in not just yourself, but in this idea of Christmas, how you want to believe in it too. It's a pretty nice family motto. Do you, do you, do you sit there and think like, I don't have a family motto. Can I just make one up? And yeah, and can, uh, we, can we just all live by that? Cause I, I'm all for it. Yeah. It's, it's not a bad, I'd, I'd have to have a, a proper think about what I'd want uh, my motto to be. Yeah, <laughs> gone the spot. Uh, what did what did you take away from this one? I think it it, it made me realise that there's a couple of different recipes for Christmas movies, right? One one being the idea of someone or a couple doing it tough over the Christmas period and kind of having this moment of discovery or love or selflessness or whatever it is, but it's all based in reality. And then you've got the the magic of Christmas side to it. You know, the whole Santa Claus story, the elves, the reindeer but it's based in a more magical and fictional universe. And I feel like this movie more or less kind of captures the best points of both and, and ties them together. And, and it works because it generally gets the mix right. We know what's based in magic and we know what's grounded in reality. And, and in, in, in both situations, they're really special and important themes and moments that work. So that, I think that's kind of why this, this movie did get it right. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I agree. It's either that love story or that family sort of story. And I've, I just, my one thought was this could almost be a modern Christmas classic. This could be one in 20 years time that the kids of the eight, you know, between the ages of eight and 15 who see this might be like, I'm going to watch this for my family in 20 years time because I, I have such fond memories of it when I was a kid. Um, yeah. Like, I like think the I'm going to put it in my rotation. Or, yeah. It could be like the home alone of our generation almost. Um, yeah. All right. Um, IMDb. Did you jump onto IMDb at all? Uh, I did. So the first one I did, despite not really needing to, um, and that was for Kate, who's played by Darby Camp. And I know we spoke about this because we saw her name last week, and I got it completely wrong in my head. But she's she's plays Frankie in the movie Benji that we've we've done on this um, on this podcast. And this one actually annoys me because I've seen this guy in like bloody 70% of the movies that he's in. But Teddy, who's played by Judah Lewis, is is Cole from the Babysitter movies. Uh, he's also one of the guys in Summer of 84. So he's done some really fun movies, to be honest. But I remember because I watched the second Babysitter movie you know, a few months ago. And because he, he grew up so much between the first and second Babysitter movies, I'm looking at him like, is this the same dude? So uh, I had to check him then. So now I, I reckon I'll... I reckon I'll recognize old Judah Lewis next time I see him. And I hope he keeps doing some really cool stuff. A lot of Netflix uh, connections there. Yeah. Big uh, time. The, the, only, the only time that I got on was 
and this is right at the end because I was like, when uh, Mrs. Corliss comes on the screen, I go, that's Goldie Horn. And I just wanted to confirm because she looked a little bit different. I was like, I don't know if she had a bit of work done, um, but I jumped on just oh. to confirm that it was Goldie Horn, who is Kurt Russell's partner. And then another Netflix connection is that their son is um, Wyatt Russell, who was in Shimmer Lake when we watched Shimmer Lake back in the day. Um, so their ah. son was um, Ed Burton in that, in that film. So uh, you'd recognize him when you see him. But yeah, so another yeah. Netflix connection. I like you, Mike. I know you did. I hated it. Um, question time. <laughs> Anything you want to ask? Well, I, I'm going to ask this now because we, we kind of just briefly touched on it, but you spoke about this could potentially be one of those movies that you return to and bring through back through the ages. What is your movie? What is your Christmas movie that you like to return to? Um, it's a really good question because I don't necessarily have like a – I'll watch Christmas movies over and over again. So, you know, especially Disney plus going through letterbox was like 12 months ago. We watched, I'll be home for Christmas with um, Jonathan Taylor Smith. And was it uh, oh, yeah. the, the guy that did Simba's voice in Lion King, Thomas, that guy, the guy was in home improvement. Um, and, you know, watch um, home alones and we watch nightmare before Christmas and, and oh, a whole yeah. bunch, but I don't have a specific one that it's like, that's the one I go to. Um, yeah. yeah. Do you, have you got one? Uh, look, so my wife loves Jingle All The Way. So that's at least every second year we'll watch that. We, we watched it last week. Um, my one, if I had one, would be It's A Wonderful Life. I, I'd probably try and watch that every couple of years as well. Um, it's probably not the same like real, you know, exciting adventure Christmas vibe. Um, but I can certainly see this movie becoming that. Like I just want to get smack bang in the spirit of Christmas. I'm just going to chuck this on. And that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Miracle on 34th Street's another, the original. It's another good one. Yeah. That's quite similar to this, I guess, too. People not recognizing Santa. Um, True. Yeah. Good question. Um, I, you've, you've sort of answered this one anyway, but I was going to say, is this Teddy or Kate's story? And I think you, I know what you think. Well, I, I think, I think Kate is like the heartbeat of the story, but I think the, the beauty of it is that, it's it's as an audience, it's our story and we relate to them at different parts of our lives. And I think that's why it works so well. Yep. Great answer. Not going to, not going to knock that at all. Uh, anything else you want to ask? Did it bother you? There was no Rudolph. Hmm. No, not really. I didn't even like, I know that they were naming them, but I was like, didn't really um, pay attention. I was just looking out for the red nose and it, hmm. it was never there. So maybe we're saving him for the sequel. Possibly. We'll need to, to watch it. Mm. good is that it uh that's that that's it that's all all right well i think it's uh time to wrap this up where we give it a rating out of five for a flicks forum average so mj final thoughts yeah look it gets a big tick from me so the way they use the characters to take you back to certain moments of your life and your own christmas experience helps bring you on board and, and they capture that feeling perfectly especially knowing that you're watching a Christmas movie because you want to find that place again. So once you introduce a charismatic, energetic and flat out entertaining Santa Claus played by a popular Hollywood leading man to ensure that not only do they get you in, but they're taking you on a fun ride too. So you're mixing fantasy and fiction with the realities of Christmas. And that works really well in unlocking kind of the spirit of the season with messages that put you back on what you want to take out of Christmas. And that's a cherry on top. So it's a very well done Christmas movie and it is four stars. Oh, very nice. 
four, four, four. All right. So um, mine's not as lengthy as yours. I've almost <laughs> gone with a fast flicks final. Um, I've gone <laughs> quick paced, um, engaging enough characters, has all the bells and whistles of a Christmas film and does this without feeling stale. So three and a half for me, which gives us a 3.75, which is very, very high. Excellent. Excellent. Beautiful. Yeah. Sorry. There was too much stuff there. I couldn't leave out. So I had to jump oh. it all in. Oh, I loved it. It was good. So we are on socials. We have Twitter. We have Facebook. We have Instagram. The question up there for this week is, uh, did you ever write a letter to Santa yourself? And did you get a response? Absolutely. Like every year, the Australia Post used to do to do it where you could send the letter and then you'd always get your response. I think, in fact, I don't think, I'm sure that like a year ago, my mum found all my letters to Santa and she's given them to me. So I've like got my own letters to Santa. That's cool. That's super cool. I don't remember doing it. Um, no, at all. not even no. at school. Possibly, but I don't. Re- yeah, I don't remember it being a thing where every year I'd write a letter or anything. So um, very interesting. Yeah, I yeah. definitely did. Good. All right. Well, uh, we're back again next week. This is probably the last time that we'll uh, we'll be on before Christmas. But we do have another Christmas film uh, next week, which is the 2018 Christmas rom com, uh, The Christmas Prince, The Royal Wedding. So the sequel oh. to. <laughs> the Christmas Prince that we watched about this time last year. It's yeah. uh, directed by John Schultz. It stars Rose McIver, Ben Lamb, Alice Cridge, Sarah Douglas, and Tarif Sharif. Sorry, Taria Sharif. That's what we've got next week. The sequel to The Christmas Prince. Um, you know what? That movie was fine. It didn't need a sequel. And it probably didn't need a third movie, which <laughs> I know is out as well. So that's going to be an interesting watch. And you're right, considering it is, we'll be releasing this on the 23rd of December. I don't think we'll squeeze another one before Christmas. So we might have to make sure that Christmas spirit is still rubbing off on us. I hope so. I might have to watch it before Christmas. Um, I figured that too. <laughs> <laughs> but the, I think the issue is that we still like, there's still another, after this one, there's a random film and then another Christmas one after that. So we're going to be uh, knocking some Christmas ones out in January. <laughs> <laughs> I did notice that. That's all right. It is good. So, uh, yeah, good chat. Won't see you bef- probably before Christmas. So, have a good break. Um, stay safe. And uh, it's been another successful year where we've smashed out a lot of more episodes. Yeah, that's it, mate. Right back at you. And and anyone listening as well, make sure you have a very merry Christmas and make Christmas whatever you want your Christmas to be because <sighs> balls in your court. Good follow through from the film. Well done. <laughs> we'll see you next week. See you, mate.